And welcome back to another episode of Wrestling is Trash, the podcast where the trash boys get together, do our thing, bring the homies on, bring the ladies on, bring whoever on, because we say we an open community over here. We just ask you to bring some respect. And here we are again, another episode. We're doing our thing. We got the crew here. The Trash Boys, as usual, will be going around. We got some guests. They're going to be doing introducing themselves. And we got a big episode for you guys here today. As always, I'm your homie, Nick Anicelli. Joining me as one of the fellow Trash Boys, my man Lou. How are you, Lou? Lou is good. Lou just got over COVID-19. And he's doing well, uh, getting ready for this storm to come up. Uh, luckily, I am in an area that's good. So anyone listening to this who is killing time and trying to listen to a good podcast while they're trying to stay away from that storm. Be careful out there, be safe. Um, and just take care of yourselves. Cause, uh, that's all we got. That's it. That's the truth. And I'm all I got right now because I'm here by myself. It's your boy, the mayor, that DJ named Ace five, your mom's favorite fat guy, all the way from deepest, darkest Africa, representing the homie, Bernie Man X right now with the everything podcast hoodie, the old school logo. Oh, shit. Shit. But um, yeah, we got a dope one for y'all tonight. First thing we gotta get through is just we gotta fry some of y'all fanboys real quick. But before we do that, we gotta say what's up to the two homies who have returned. One fresh off the UWO who I will say, and we're going to go over your team in a second. Y'all team isn't in wrestling. I will tell you in wrestling, your team might beat our WWE team, but as far as a football team, there was a plenty of discrepancies that this football guy could pull out, but we got the homie Brian from the UWO podcast with us. What's going on everybody. How y'all doing? Long time. No see. Yes, sir. And last but not least, it be cold like Minnesota. I'm sorry, I had to do that. We had to go down and get the homie, the light-skinned Gaijin back, as promised, who helped us construct our WWE team. And tonight, as the image shows, y'all, as you see it on the Instagrams and the Twitters and the TikToks, we leaving it all on the field. And this man left it all on the field with us two weeks ago as we built the WWE team. Light-skinned guy, Jane. What's good with you, good brother? Hey, I'm glad to be back. It's your boy, the light-skinned guy, Jane, representing the Twin Cities of Minnesota. Glad to be back and glad to hold it down here this time for the AEW football team as we're getting ready to get into right here, right now. That's right. And like I said, with the show image, it was only fitting to put, like, the ultimate team captain of AEW bloody as our show image because that man leaves it on the field each and every time he enters that ring and that is the three-time champion in John Moxley first before we get to the controversial shit real quick for everybody how do we feel about this third time this three times a charm for this guy I uh I like it you know uh I, and I feel for him and I respect him because I'd like to think, please correct me if I'm wrong, 
I don't think Moxie's taken much time off besides his little hiccup, <clears throat> that, you know, his own little personal hiccup that he took care of himself and he's been better ever since. It was good before, but this man carried us through the pandemic, was a pandemic champion, was about to take some time off with his wife and kid, which his wife's involved in the business. So she was very understanding. So I like it for that aspect. No, I'm like kind of, that's one of your soldiers, you know, no pun intended coming from me, but like one of your people's, that you can kind of call on when needed. So I, I'm a fan of it. You know, people are bitching, eh, it's too soon for being champ. But as we say, fuck him. Fuck him. I think Mox is doing a good thing right now, and I'm excited to see where it goes. Light skin. I mean, Nick, you hit the nail right on the head. I mean, when this company first started out, I think a lot of people thought that it was going to be Kenny Omega or, you know, Nick and Matt Jadson's company, that they were going to be the faces of this thing. John Moxley pretty much has been the face of this company since he came in. I mean, he came in with a lot of, he came in with a lot of buzz. The pop winning he came in at double or nothing for their first pay-per-view was absolutely elite, you know, no pun intended. <laughs> um, but, you know, he's been the one that basically said, and you've heard it in all his WWE promos, put this company on my back. He has basically put AEW on his back and carried it through the pandemic and now through all this nonsense with the fallout from All Out, as you will, as people have coined it. He's been the one to be the cleanup. Yeah, he's been the cleanup crew, you know? Brian? Uh, like I said yesterday on the show, uh, personally, uh, originally I wanted Brian to win, but once I heard that promo from Moxley with the whole thing with uh, Punk and all them leaving and stuff like that, that to me solidified what AEW's like defined purpose in being in pro wrestling was. It's like it's not about the angle, and I'm not throwing shade at WWE when I say this. It's not about the angles. It's not about the production. It's about who comes into this ring will bust their ass, sacrifice day in and day out to be this company's champion. And even when you look at the origin of what AEW is, it was a grassroots thing by a bunch of guys who were out there busting their ass, you know, making more money than they ever made in their life on the independent circuit and overseas. And for Moxie to come over there and be that name, along with Jericho, along with like the guys who are currently coming in right now. It just, like, for me, it's separated AEW from, like, you know, all the second rates. It's like you're no longer comparing this to WCW, no longer comparing this to ECW or Ring of Honor. AEW is now defined. And for Moxley to hold that title and to, quote, unquote, become a legend, it was like it was like poetry for me. It was perfect. And Lou, I saved you for last yeah. because this kind of perfectly segues into some of the things we wanted to get into. Yeah, honestly, I um I I was guilty of uh believing a little bit too much into like all the speculation of everything that was happening. But hearing that um as Brian pointed out, hearing that promo that Mox cut talking about it's time to be a legend, the how you gonna be a legend and then lose title match. And then on top of that, you had MJF basically cutting a promo on Mox. It kind of makes sense for them to go back to him. And listen, he's the man right now. It's the last thing Tony needs is for Mox to take time off right now. Uh, that would be really bad for him. So it makes total sense for them to put the belt back on Moxley. So I'm totally cool with it, man. He Moxley's been he more than deserves to be the champion. Yeah. And uh 
just one quick last thing. I bet you, and I compare this to AJ Styles when I say this because he said it. And I don't know if you guys ever watched. Remember when WWE on the network did the 365 specials, going through a whole year the AJ one. Like as much as Mox probably like, man, fuck. Like I just want to take time off, knowing you're that guy. Like when AJ Styles, Vince was like, I need a bulldog, someone to carry us, and like. That's got to be kind of cool and honored. You know what I mean? Like, hey, this is brand new company, brand this, brand that. And, like, I'm the guy. Like, Tony sat there and was like, I need a guy, and he picked me. Like, deep down, that's got to be very, like, honoring, like, humble. You know what I mean? Because I know if that was me, I'd be bitching. Like, fuck, bro, I want to take time off. But it's like, <laughs> I know I'm this guy's number one. Like, this is proof to me that TK looks at Mox as number one. Right. And, of course, especially when his – uh what he thought was his shiny new toy from Chicago went to the shitter and did what he did play diva, you know, the same diva that I think most of us knew he could be. And yeah, he, he was able to call on old faithful, old reliable John Moxley. And the only thing that I would throw a little, eh, a little something towards is that interim shit. Cause I've mentioned on here before, I don't personally like the interim stuff, but I respect it. Because the point of it is, is just to continue the, to show the belt on television one way or another. You know, continue to, to have somebody rolling with it one way or another. But for Mox, like, I'm happy for the dude. And in some respects, it's what better person to have in your company to do that who tours from indie to indie to New Japan and all over the place and is upper echelon guy no matter where he goes goes so how do you not like he should technically be the real all atlantic champion because he's all over the place you know what i'm saying but as the top dog in the company as the man who put his foot down after the little backstage snafu uh i ain't mad at it but what i am mad at is once again these internet fucking the iwc these internet assholes you know, and, and Lou, again, you brought it to our attention and these things and these people, if we want to even call them people, have reared their nasty, ugly, little pus face filled heads. They're in cell in the basement of their mama's house heads by way of Malachi Black this time. And this has been absolutely disgusting, especially right. when the man tells you the world who didn't have to give us an explanation for shit because it is his life. And y'all are still trying to spin the words that that man, that, that again, I said it pre-show and I'll say the old cliche again. You heard it from the horse's mouth and you still spin it. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, I, uh, when I, when I, when I'm on my podcast, sometimes I talk about how, um, cause I've been, I've been a nerd forever. <laughs> I think we're all in the same boat. I used That's to be on internet true. forums. <laughs> like, yeah, hell yeah, bro. Um, in the early 1999s, like I was in internet forums. I was on a, a site called WrestleLine and we used to go in there and type up paragraphs of like wrestle fan fiction we create our own leagues and we talk about rumors and things that we heard i'm talking about going back into pre-aol shit so you know 
as we've gotten further into technology, and I know I'm kind of trailing off here, but it's just, when I talk about this on my podcast, I, I, I talk about the point of it's, I hate how easily accessible the internet is for people because not everybody should have it. <laughs> it's, and, th- and I think that's been proven looking at Twitter. Like, it's so easy for people to get online now and just spew nonsense. And they do it and they just, it doesn't matter if it's right, if it's wrong, if it's good, if it's bad, they just throw it out there. And, you know, for me, when the internet just really started popping, it was exciting because it was like, yo, I could talk about like comics with people from like California and shit. Like I could talk wrestling with people that like, I don't even know now. Like I got all this group of people I can talk to. And it just over time, the tribalism and the toxicity just takes over. And it's like, you want to bond with these people because you're enjoying something together that you've enjoyed for decades, but you can't because these people are just, they're sick and they're mentally ill and they do things that don't make any sense. How are you going to go and send death threats to a wrestler, even if he asked for his release, even if he asked for it? That's not your fucking business if he asked for his release, bro. It's his business. Tony can either do it or not do it, but th- that doesn't it, that should not affect your life in a way where you feel like you need to send a death threat to a wrestler because they're leaving the company you like. This that shit is just it, it's insane. I don't that's why I don't fuck with any of these people, bro. Today I went on the blocking spree of all blocking sprees. I blocked every um what do you call it? I went and I blocked all of them. Aaron from DQ, Sportskedia, all these fucking dirt sheet sites, I blocked all of them. And then I blocked all these other people who were spreading bullshit because it's just like, I've had enough, dude. I can't deal with it anymore. Now, I'm going to leave you last, Mr. Positive, Nick. But Please, we're going to need it. <laughs> but, but, Gaijin, sources always say, especially on TikTok, Sources always say, and they believe, the bullshit. Often. And it's getting ridiculous. <laughs> it, it definitely is. Um, you know, I started to notice it, you know, right as I started getting on social media. You guys know I'm an old head, too. Well, considered an old head. I was an 80s baby. Grew up in the 90s, you know. Pretty much grew up through the height of the internet when it first came out. Um and as I've said many times on TikTok, I never really had people who I grew up with to talk all the things that I was interested in, pro wrestling, anime, you know, all types of nerdy shit and all that. When social media came out and I discovered a whole bunch of people that were like-minded like myself, you know, I thought, hey, this is cool. But as time grew along, I start to realize, wow, these people are pretty toxic as hell. You know, and I think I've recently made a TikTok where we talked about, you know, people who get into trying to spoil things within the wrestling community, like the whole White Rabbit video and people trying to talk about is, you know, who coming back. I simply stated, we just need to get out of, you know, trying to play detective. You know, you're not Dick Tracy. Mm -hmm. You're not, you know, um, these cats from Law and Order. You know, if anything, you're Inspector Gadget, not a good one. All right. So 
I'm just going to be done. I want the element of surprise back in wrestling, but back to the whole, you know, being toxic on the internet. We as fans need to stop being so damn entitled. We buy tickets to see these people perform for us. And I know you guys seen the TikTok about Jacob Fox, <laughs> where a fan decided to be a part of the show. You know, and I actually hopped into a live into another uh, creators and basically said, you bought a ticket to enjoy the show. Sit your ass down and enjoy the show. You are not a part of the show. All right. And I think that person talked about it and then got banned for like violent behavior. I'm like, how's that violent behavior? That's educational purposes. You know. Bro, yeah, who, who decides to square up on a Samoan, yo? That's, that's, that's somebody who's either on drugs or you know has a screw loose. Hey, claw is law. Um, but no, uh, when it comes to this, it I I compare it to voting rights, and I'm not trying to be political when I say this. The internet is a beautiful place, you know, it's an opportunity where everybody has a voice, but like Lou said earlier, it also gives everybody a voice and Unfortunately, you can look at not just in the world of pro wrestling, but even in society, we're looking at times where, you know, negativity always will draw clicks. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter how many positive stories we can put out there. Everybody wants to hear the bullshit. Everyone wants to hear the negativity. And it sucks at times because, like, we have so many great things that we could be championing right now. Like, nobody's talking about the fact that John Cena broke his own record of make a wish, you know what I'm saying? Which is a phenomenal thing. And that doesn't, and that supersedes pro wrestling. That's all over the world. That's entertainment, that's music. Yeah. But, Amazing. you know, there's always the bottom feeders. And unfortunately, sometimes, and it's crazy to say this. Sometimes the vocal minority is actually the vocal majority because they're the only ones that are actually talking about these things. So to me, it's like it's a double edged sword. But to sit there and cross the line and threaten a person's life because they're not doing something that you want them to do and it's their job, like is fucking like it's mind boggling to me. It's like I always bring up this reference on the show. Do people get mad at Leonardo DiCaprio for how many times he said the N-word in Django? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Are, are there is the, are the Black Panthers running to his house and trying to break his door down? No, he portrayed a character in the movie. It's the same thing in the art of pro wrestling. Like, I always say, we know it's 2022. We know how the cake's made, blah, blah, blah. What, what, why are we mad at somebody for taking time off to get themselves better? You know what I'm saying? Is it because they're not going to your going to your favorite promotion again? Is it because they're taking time off of the TV screen? I, I just don't get it. I don't understand how people like how their minds process these things and they want to be angry and like be malicious towards somebody for just no apparent reason. Yeah. And it's yeah. funny because I was gonna mention this. Well, I will let me play this first, Nick, just to just to roll off of what uh guy Jin said. Have you shared this photo with me on Twitter? Apparently, this guy didn't want Moxley to win the world title last night. However, this guy is not the only one to react this way. I've seen several instances across my uh, social media feed all over the place. Hell, even my buddy asked me why Moxley won last night. So, allow me to explain. Now, I must admit that I am uh, upset that they're not doing MJF versus Brian Danielson. But 
if you've watched my content, you know I'm a fan of callbacks. And what, pray tell, are they calling back to? This match right here. Because if you remember, Mox did not win clean. This match had a stipulation where Moxley couldn't use the paradigm shift. Wardlow distracted the referee, and Moxley still used it. And Mox's reaction? Meh. So if you're still upset, WWE 2K22 has a GM mode. Book <laughs> shows on that. That was yeah. my favorite part of your That was fucking great. Yeah, and it's, yeah, and it's just because I don't really don't have much positive to say. So this usually is my time to shine, but I really don't. But it's just like, I don't know. It's just like you hear, because all of us here are sports fans, like actual sports fans, you know? Like Michael Cole said, he's a, an actor on a scripted show, right? And that's what all this is. And we're athletes, fans of sports, all of that, whatever you want, however you want to word it. And it's like, I'm not sending Mac Jones death threats because he has a high ankle sprain and is going to miss three games. Thank you. Am I going to sit here as, and I'll say it, a fucking spoiled Patriots fan who's watched six Super Bowls? I'm like, all right, whatever. Like, yep, our time's done. Let's let's just move on. Let someone else, which we're not going to get into here. Eagles, I think, one of the best. I mean, I might I might want to send a death threat to Ken Holiday, but that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and that's the thing. Like, these people, I guess, have more of an emotional toll, like athletes versus like this. Like, Malachi Black essentially gets a script or whatever. You know, hey, we're doing this, 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 we're going. When Galladay drops that pass, that's him. That's just him dropping the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh. that's something he controlled. <clears throat> I don't want, I don't want how to word it to sound like that. But yeah, it's just like these people online just make things way worse than it need to be. Like sometimes, like, and the reason I say this and I say like, oh, like I don't like people's opinion on wrestling, but like the people I'm close with are people like who I talk to on here. Like I listen to opinions because it's like one, I respect you as a person, but then it's like two, especially me, I'm the young guy of the group. So I'm like, well, they probably know a little something like they see that I can't see. Maybe it's the age thing. I have that mindset too at the same time. But these people just want to, like, I know those people know nothing about this sport. And it's just like, just shut the fuck up and just watch the goddamn show. Just watch. I promise you can enjoy it if you just watch it. Like, Bianca and EO had a good match last night on Raw. Like, wasn't a five-star banger. Good match. People are like, well, they this. And then we had this. And then I haven't done anything athletic in, like, five years. But I'm going to sit back here and judge them. And it's like, yo, you don't know shit. It's just like, shut up and just watch the goddamn show sometimes. And I don't know. Shit like that just bothers me. And it's like, you have these people who think they're cool. And this is my fa- my favorite thing about the White Rabbit thing, besides it's kind of different, is I know those reporters, like you, we're all talking about, are dying inside that they don't know what it is. Because everyone can sit yeah. here and say it's Bray, and a lot of signs point to it. But I'm in the mindset, until it's him, until I see it, it's yeah. not him. You know, because I don't want because I want him back. I think a lot of people do just in wrestling as a whole. But until it's him, it's him. But it's like, I just love that deep down inside, you know, like Sean Ross, Sab, Meltzer. It's killing them that they don't know. Just like the Cody shit, how no one knew Cody or MJF even coming back. Like they, that bothers them inside. And I get like joy. At it. I'm yeah, like even like Gaijin brought up earlier surprises. Candice LeRae last night. Yeah, it was just a cool surprise. No one expected it. It's not like we got The Rock coming back. Someone who's good, people respect. I think think she's a pretty respectful name. She comes back, cool. Everyone was surprised. That's why in the group chat, I was like, Candice LeRae. Like, I was just like, whoa, she's back. 
even though it's even even uh, even Soraya, Soraya too yeah. was that was yeah come by that I was completely shocked by it. and it's like that's a good thing to have that like that's that's great you, like a lot of problems I have with these people is that they want to be like the first to report shit because they want to blow up or something and it's like bro you got. 150 followers like shut the fuck up you, you're not breaking news to nobody bro like you heard it from somebody because you're scouring the internet 24 7 and you're gonna retweet it great but you're not the first one to blow it up so like just relax dude or, or the people let's say or the people who follow everything that and this is no sh shots at fightful or, or melter them but anybody that does what Dave Meltzer does. He's the father to their style. There's no if ands or buts about it. I don't care if you're fightful. I don't care if you're you're fucking wrestling ink. Whatever, whoever you are out there, y'all are all the sons and daughters of Dave Meltzer. Mm -hmm. And then the, the funny thing is that a lot of these people exactly what he does. But the funny thing is, a lot of these people, they'll fucking, they'll post a rumor and they'll go, as told to the observer, Dave Meltzer. It's like, so you don't even, you don't even have the fucking breaking news. You're just saying what you heard from Dave Meltzer. Like, it don't make no sense. I, I say that all the time. I'm like, it's stupidity. Half of these websites are literally reporting on Meltzer, but then we'll sit there and shit on Dave Meltzer at the same time. It's like, well, you guys are literally like mimicking what this guy does. Yeah, it's just, it's just terrible. I just want to be on record for taking an open L. Um, I had a, I think it was like two episodes ago, maybe three, that I said by the end of 2022, Paige would be in a WWE ring. I think I lost that mm. one, boys. And then I'm on record for saying Charlotte's going to be I mean, in the AEW. Right. Yeah, and then I said uh, Charlotte in an AEW ring in January. I said Charlotte in AEW ring. I don't think I'm going to win that one either. Oh, no. <laughs> No, she ain't going nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh no, no. I was just gonna say when it came to the whole white rabbit thing. Uh, personally, I love it. I, I enjoy the, the quote unquote rabbit hunt. I'm not somebody who's like waiting at the TV with my phone trying to screenshot stuff. I'm just like I just enjoy hearing back to what the story is or how it's going. But I, I'm not someone that's trying to break the news and decipher the code and like, oh shit, Malachi Black's lyrics are right there on the video or. You know, did you see this one from over here? I'm just enjoying the ride. Like, I, I know where the end result's going to be, and I'm okay with that. And I'm just like, I'm not going to stress it. I'm not going to dig into it. I'm not going to feed into it. But I'm just going to enjoy it for what it is. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not one of those people that's going to sit there and, like, I need to see every little bit or find every little microscopic thing hiding in the background of a poster. It's like, that's for, that for me doesn't bring me the joy. But knowing about it is pretty cool. I well, did find yeah, it. It's funny. I've... I've I've talked about my cousin on this show who just recently restarted watching WWE, not even all wrestling, just WWE. And uh, he's consumed by this white rabbit shit. And last Monday, after the main event, like when the show went off the air, he texted me all caps, what the fuck? And I, and I was like doing other shit. So I kind of like, I, I was watching the end and I was looking at something else. And I'm like, did I? something like what happened why are you texting me what the fuck and then he texts me what the fuck in all caps and a, and a white rabbit um emoji and i'm like did i miss him 
And they're like, he was supposed to come out Monday. And I go, oh, you, you are a rookie to this. You are a rookie to this. You don't understand that they are going to drag this shit out until they're ready to do it. So if you're expecting it on Monday, you better forget about that shit. You are going to be waiting until it's time. So, And that was a perfect was lead in. He was on the hook. That was a perfect lead into 923 because everybody was on the hook. And we all saw TV commercials. Well, <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, rating. to 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 all the bullshit. Like to me, the the part that I hate the most is that, like, it's it's always fightful select, fightful select, fightful select. But most of a lot of the shit that they get is from Meltzer, who is almost forty plus years in this game, who created that same lane and in industry that y'all do, or try to be like, but not give that man credit. For what mm-hmm. he does now, he's he's like he's like the 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 you know equating this to on uh the NBA show. He's like the Kendrick Perkins, where he gets his facts straight. He got his facts, but there's sometimes where he just says some off the wall shit. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying that yeah. you just can't believe. But nonetheless, man, again to y'all incels out there, just cut the bullshit. Let's try to get back to being fans again. That's really what it is. It's okay to try to speculate. It's okay to try to play the the guess who game, especially like we just mentioned with the White Rabbit stuff. But stop acting like you know it all when you're getting your information from a per, from a place that got their information from somebody else. So before you start quoting the Fightfuls, the Wrestling Observers, whatever the fuck it is, Remember the telephone game. And I'll leave it at that. Remember the telephone game. And if you are old enough to even know what the telephone game was, facts can change in translation and in turn and in transition. So just sit back and watch and wait for the shit to happen. And that's that on that. Now we're here for the main event. We're here for the main course. The AEW football team. Now, Lou, you have the WWE team written down, right? Because on the playback, I didn't write it down. I just... uh, I didn't throw it away. I thought I had it in this book, but it might be in another notebook because I know I had it, but I'm looking and I don't see it. Well, it's no big deal. If you happen to find it, then we'll compare the teams at the end. But I have to start off with Brian before we get to ours. Let me just explain again, though. AEW is new, so there's no worry about, well, we have to use active roster. They're only three years, just about four years old. Oh, you know, With the exception of the people who've been fired recently and or over the years, we're not talking about them. But we are talking about who's on the roster. But the good brothers at the UWO podcast last night, they did, as Brian uh, hit me up, he said, yo, we want to do this. We want to do a Forbidden Door team. And I was like, cool, go ahead, but don't do just the AEW team because we're doing that today. All right, cool. And as I watched the show, I'm I'm not hating on y'all. You know, I got mad love for y'all. But y'all were very, very scatterbrained throughout we the were. whole picking process. Okay, first but- off, have you ever worked with Kyle and Eddie? <laughs> Not yet. Exactly. 
<laughs> that explains the scatterbrains. But I will say, side note, I every time I hear Eddie talk, he's definitely the straight man of the group. But I love how you and Kyle chime in with your little this and that, and that, and that. Like you'll say a little something that actually it 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 helps Eddie's trying to be a joke land. You know what I'm saying? There's no shots. I got like I said, we got love for all y'all. Y'all have an amazing show. Go follow the UWO if y'all not already. But here's their team. I just want to because the team who built the WWE WWE team is here. Mm-hmm. Let's see how well they did compared to what we did. We'll start with offense. They picked Lance Archer at left tackle. I wrote POC, but it's PCO at left guard. Bad luck Fale at center and right guard Jonah. Right card, right tackle Brody King. Tight end Wardlow. I'll tell you why I didn't like that in a, in a minute. Sammy Guevara at wide receiver one. Dante Martin at wide receiver two. Y'all picked one too many wide receivers because let's see one, two, three, four, five, six, yeah. seven. Yeah, we nine, did actually. Ten. Yeah, they yeah had you three, picked the 12 man. They yeah. had three. So for, for bench sake, Swerve was the wide receiver three. <clears throat> Running back, Pac, Tomohiro Ishii at fullback, quarterback, MJF. Now, real quick, y'all, I, I'm gonna give this to I'll give this to to one of y'all. T- you know what? Nick and Gaijin, do y'all think that that offense could be could be beaten by our defense? No, no, we had a solid D. I, awesome. I, I got to hear back who the people that you guys had on defense were. Our Ooh. defense, yeah, I have it here now. So, okay. um, our defense was middle linebacker Dexter Loomis. Okay. Left, uh, left outside Jimmy Uso, right outside Jay Uso. Uh, cornerback Ricochet, free safety Kofi, uh, safety Seth Rollins, uh, yeah, McAfee and Shinsuke kicking. Um, defensive end, we had Roman. Defensive tackle, we had Big E. Um, at B card, we had Brock Lesnar. And at tackle, we had Shelton. I think I'm missing two positions here, though. Hmm. Uh, you got them all. No, I say, I think you got them all. Yeah, you I said Seth as a safety, but Seth, I believe, is a strong safety. Yeah. Do I think we could beat that lineup with what we did? I mean... Aside from maybe, I, I think you had Biggie as a D tackle. Uh, our line would hold up pretty good. The only spot I see our weakness is probably Lance Archer on that line. Um, <laughs> when it comes to receivers and safeties and corners, Benjamin on Lance Archer, and that's too much agility and uh, athleticism there. True, but but that's why we threw Lance out there in case you guys had a speedster on that line. Um, when it comes to the fullbacks, uh, with all due respect, Dexter Loomis crawls everywhere, so Pac would just run right through him. <laughs> yeah, but the point the point of Dexter Loomis or at, at middle linebacker was Stone Cold Killer. Like somebody okay. that could give you that somebody that could give you that Mike Singletary death stare through the face mask. <laughs> and, you might and, shoot yourself. and if Pac, Pac gets through him, the Usos are gonna double super kick him. They might get you know a little roughing, roughing, <laughs> a little roughing call, but they'll forget, do it. Don't forget who I got leading the way. I got Tomohiro Ishii, the Stone Pitbull. Mm. So you you think them Usos are gonna try Tomohiro. to get in front of that? 
And then you got a little tough, speedy, jacked up bastard like Pac. Running wise, I think we would do pretty decent. Passing wise, we have some speed and some agility. So if Max can throw the ball up in a spot where either of these two guys can get it, not many guys on your team and out jumping Dante Martin. Well, they we we got Ricochet and who was and Seth? Kofi. Kofi and Seth Rollins. Uh, and Ricochet is one corner. Who do we say was the other one? Yeah, who was the other corner? I think it was Carmelo. Yeah, it yes. was Carmelo. Hayes. Carmelo yeah, Hayes. I was gonna say I do remember Carmelo Hayes being out there. Yeah, so Ricochet so. can Ricochet can hang with Dante, and I think Carmelo has enough for uh the Spanish guard. I I I yeah. It'd be a good game. It would be a solid game for offense. But now, here, before we get into our AWT, let me go through their defense. This is where things get a little – and it's not a bad team. But Will Ospreay at cornerback one. Chris Bay at, mm. at corner two. Free safety, strong safety, FTR. Left outside linebacker, Luchasaurus. Middle, middle linebacker, Jeff Cobb. Right, right outside linebacker Jacob Fatu, left end Claudio tackles are Keith Lee Hobbs. Right end is Moose. As I was texting you today, mm-hmm. Moose was an actually <laughs> was actually a tackle. Played for the but Patriots. Yep. Moose said it all busted open one day when they talked about talked to him. He actually hated playing football. He did not have love for the game. Mm-hmm. He did it because he was good, but he didn't have love for the game of football. Couldn't wait to get out. FTR, free safety, strong safety. I personally like that because you want that team chemistry back there so everybody knows what they're doing. I'm going to tell you something. I think that defense is 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 smoking our fucking offense, bro. I'm uh-huh. looking at our offense right now. That defense is nasty, yo. Well, who's, that who's defense pretty, is nasty. We some pretty athletic wideouts, though. We do, we have a good – we got a good offense, but goddamn that defense. That's, that's – Well, I mean, Tez, Montez versus Osprey. That's jump ball heaven. Literally yes. a jump ball. <laughs> jump ball that's, either way. That's the fucking offsetting penalties right there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Who get who mosses who? Um, who else do we have? Because uh, look, we got we got at quarterback Cody Rhodes, at running back Xavier Woods, at fullback Bron Breaker, uh, wide receiver Montez, wide receiver two Matt Riddle, and at tight end we got Sheamus. I mean. Yeah. It's not a bad. I'm not saying it's a bad offense, but God damn that defense line, and then tell me what that defensive line does. So wait, Uh, offensive line, (laughs) offensive line. Our offensive line is pretty good, though. I mean, our offensive line. We got uh, we got almost. We got Corbin. We got Gunther, Lashley, and Commander Aziz. It's not bad. No, not at all. That's that's a big line. The only thing I can say is. All four of our guys off that line have speed. We have movement. Like, with all due respect to Omas and Commander Aziz, Claudio will, will swing right through one of them and spin around and have Commander them in a Aziz circle. played, though. Huh? <clears throat> Commander Aziz actually played. Though. And that's well, the thing. As long as you have a good scheme, you know, especially with zone blocking, you don't have to have a good fast step. Your offensive line just has to move all to, like, the one solid beat. If everybody's moving in the same direction, all as one unit, you're going to move bodies. Yeah. You know, you're going to move well, bodies, or you're going to get in somebody's way. And that's the beauty of zone running schemes. You can either bend it, bounce it, or break it. 
Well, I think we can all agree we have a really good punter. Mm-hmm. Wait, who's your punter? Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee. I mean, <laughs> but I for, love this. See, I love this. Yeah. Go ahead, Brian. You can say it because I'm reading it right now. Yeah, our our punter for this game, we had to go with my boy Shibata. Anybody yeah. who could throw soccer style kicks like that, I'm putting them out there. And then our field goal kicker, Orange Cassidy, because if he really tries, he'll blast that ball on on uh, kickoffs. He'll be great for onside kicks. Beautiful. There, there ain't no there ain't no ice in that kicker. Yeah, at all. Like, what are you gonna do? Yeah, right. <laughs> Take a more time. Cassidy and a and kickoff. Like, oh well, do it again. <laughs> so timeout. Cool. Yeah, that but, fucking that defense is nasty, bro. God damn. Just right, just so, the just the FTR and then Jeff Cobb and Jacob Fatu, bro, and Claudio. But see, <laughs> but that's my thing. Like, cause all right, I'm I'm gonna read y'all mine, but then cause I'm not I'm not official tonight. I will be playing a fishy aider and I will be playing tiebreaker. I'll go down by position by position, okay. And I'll play tiebreaker if need be. Okay. We'll run the same style we did. My only, again, Jacob Fatu, Jeff Cobb is a wide boy that can move quick, but he should have been a defensive tackle over. Lutasaurus, he would have to be like that DeMarcus Ware, mm-hmm. fast running off the edge type of linebacker. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he'll be able to moon salt to super kick somebody, you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> but um but yeah, like they, they we'll get into that later. Their coaches, the head coach, which they only picked one, they pick William Regal, which I said William Regal is gonna come to the game and be like, This isn't the type of football that I rec- I'm familiar with. <laughs> But um, we we agree. But then again, do you want to piss off William Regal as your coach? No. Would I? Re- <laughs> That's I, the only reason why we went with him. Well, we, weren't, we list- weren't going with Tony. Tony's my water boy. Tony would be high at like the first quarter. <laughs> well, they actually got Dan Housen as their water boy. Perfect pick. Yes, we do. You just might you just might find teeth in your cup. But <laughs> AW. Where do y'all want to start? Offense or defense? You want to build from? Let's do team? offense. Yeah, let's okay. let's keep the same format. Let's start offense and then work our way to the defense. All right, cool. So for offense, we will start at the offensive line again, the most important position on the field, the most important everything. Right tackle. Light skin, you're the you will start with you. Right All tackle. Right, the whole line. Yes. We'll just give up, give up what y'all got, and then we'll decide. Well, you know, we'll come to right. an agreement. Just the whole offensive line that I got. So going from left to right, I had to keep the same format: go big or go home. My tackles: W. Morrissey at the left tackle, Lance Archer at the right. Like I said, I like my offensive tackles to have reach. You know kick slide drilled anytime they pull up parallel with the defensive end all they really have to do is extend their hands get defensive ends on their heels um guards Heath Lee because he played guard at Texas A&M you know uh center I went with JD Drake I know he wasn't on the official uh AEW roster on their website but I constantly see him on AEW dark yeah, he's I always he's AEW. always on dark He's always on. 
And then uh, right guard, one with the new guy, Parker Bordeaux. Parker Bordeaux. Mm, I forgot about him. Yeah. yeah. He's a big dude, 300 pounds, you know. I, I, that's a pretty big lineup right there. Um, so for me, oh, man, I don't like my O-line. The O-line was honestly the thing I, I was stumped on kind of last second, I'll be honest. Just going across, I don't know, I just wanted to put some love for him in that. Do Evil Uno. I don't know, big guy. Like I said, I'm not too solid on my line, but I threw Evil Uno in there. And I got Morrissey um, at center. I got Hager. And then Claudio and Archer. After that, like I said, not, not I'm very open. Not the best on line. It was kind of something I was stumped on, but that's who I kind of thought of. Right. All right. I actually have to redo my list because the paper I had, I cannot find. Um, for left tackle, I had, and I this is my question because I don't know if he's eligible because he's an announcer, but he did wrestle Paul White. Mm. It's so not serious. I, Absolutely, he's eligible. All right, so I'd have him there. Um, I was thinking Keith Lee as a guard because I originally wanted to keep him on defense, but I just realized there was somebody else on defense that I wanted there. So I would put Keith Lee at guard. I would have Samoa Joe as the center. I would have J.D. Drake as the right guard. And I would keep Brody King from our team as our right tackle. Nice. Uh, so for me, I got at left tackle, I got Lance Archer. At left guard, I have Keith Lee. At center, I have Billy Gunn. Uh, at right guard, I went with Camarado, Nick Camarado. And um, right tackle, I went with Parker Boudreaux. I figured that I needed some big dudes who can fucking move if they need to. So I kind of went a little a little aerodynamic with it. All right. So because – all right. So there's going to be a couple for contention uh, because I looking at my line. Again, mine don't count, but I'm going to be the deciding factor. And already – out of the four, right tackle and left tackles, I wasn't looking for y'all to match mine. What y'all did, right tackle Morrissey to a point. Well, I Lightskin said Morrissey. Think Nick, you said Morrissey. Mm-hmm. Um, and then definitely left tackle with Lance Archer. I definitely put him there. So I I would lock Lance Archer in personally at the the tackle spots. Um, guards. We, I was from my list, we look different. Um, so I would need y'all to give him again one quick time to see if there's any discrepancies that we want to hash out before we solidify. But I picked at uh, at the right guard, Luchasaurus, left guard, Brody King. That's what I picked, and then Samoa Joe at center. So we are in contention, we're a little in disagreement at the two guard slots and the center position. So with Samoa Joe, I actually see him more defensively, thicker body, somebody who can go in as a one technique over center. Um, I do like Keith Lee more to guard because he played it. Um, center wise, yeah, like I, I just like you know the thicker bodies there, guys that can get in the way. So that's why I believe I went with JD, JD Drake. Um, there, uh, I believe I heard Parker uh, Bordeaux said somewhere else but i believe uh there was one other one that was said 
was always running around QT Marshall and I forgot his name too. Camarado. Yeah, Camarado. Nick Camarado. That one yeah, I actually like. Yeah, I got him at my right guard. <clears throat> I'm cool with whatever. I had Keith Lee at left guard because um not Keith Lee, I'm sorry. Uh you guys have brought up Samoa Joe. I actually have Samoa Joe on my offense. So we'll get to him later. Um I mean I'm cool with whoever. Um I don't really I didn't really hear anything from you guys that I could like that I don't really like, honestly. So I definitely have Joe on offense though. On yeah. on well, my only ones were uh, mine again were uh, left tackle was Paul White, uh, left guard I had Keith Lee, Joe in the middle, uh, JD Drake at right guard, and Brody King is right tackle. Um, I, I do like the Joe in the middle because he's that nasty guy who can snap the ball up and just get right up in there quick. And he's experienced, he may have some tricks of the trade. So uh, that's the only one that I really am standing on. Anything else, y'all? It's up to y'all. Okay, so it kind of, all right, so it kind of sounds like JD Drake should play the right tackle, and then uh, y'all y'all have been pretty animate adamant about Keith Lee being on this offensive line, so he'll be at the <laughs> left guard next to Lance Archer. But Marcy, JD Drake, Samoa Joe, Keith Lee, Lance Archer, cool. Next up, the tight ends. I will, I will I just throw mine my out there just earlier. because I, I went off the eye test. I went with Sean Spears. Hmm. I forgot about Sean. He hasn't been around in a minute. What you got, yeah, like, he's yeah. a... I, This is the one where I said I, I see Luchasaurus on offense. I went height with my tight end, six foot five, you know, at 250 plus pounds, you know. He's got length, you know. I'm the type of guy who wants a Gronk or a Travis Kelsey type build you know as a tight end and somebody who i can actually stick not in that non-traditional tight end position and put him out you know in a slot you know when we go three wide or when we go uh four wide i ain't mad at that i ain't mad at that now just to be in the middle real quick before nick and brian go i picked max caster at tight end Ooh, oh okay i got one Okay. That that was my pick, and I all for all reasons mentioned with Luchasaurus. Other than he's not as tall as Luchasaurus, but he has that tight end build. He he's definitely got that tight end build. He's not the fastest dude, but he looks like he can throw down a block if he needs to, and peel off, and catch them short range passes if necessary. But that was my pick. That doesn't count unless y'all like it. But that's up to y'all. I actually have Caster in that fullback, to be honest, because he's 6'1", 230. You know, thicker guy down, you know, below the waist as well. You know, somebody who could definitely throw a lead block in there and somebody who can flare out into the flats. You know, like you said, passes. True indeed. Y'all going to love my fullback, by the way. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, I love the caster pick. Um, I was thinking more because AEW doesn't have like a lot of height and size. I was just looking towards like powerful guys that are just like can run through and can also like get a nice block in there and peel off and shit. That, that's one of the reasons why we went with Wardlow yesterday. Um, but now that you mentioned Max Caster, I do kind of like that pick. 
Yeah, and just Wardlow to me looks like he has hands of stone. That's just my feeling True. about it. <laughs> just just my yeah. feeling. But Lou, yeah, go ahead, uh, Nick. Yeah. Um, I kind of like when it comes to kind of like I like tall, but still on like the not like too too small upside bigger. I want Malachi Black. I thought it'd be a decent one. He's kind of pretty athletic, the agility, the way he moves around. I think he can kind of throw down if he had two lane blocks and stuff like that. But I like the caster pick. Lou? I'm good with that. We can go with Matt Caster at tight end. I'm, that, that, I like it. It makes sense to me. Again, I threw Sean Spees out there strictly just because uh, I went with, like, I just went quick picks. I didn't do too much detailed work on it. Like, last time I went and looked up if they played football and their former positions, because those were easy ones, but I didn't do that this time. So I'm cool with that. Cool. I mean, I, I kind of knew where some of them did, because, I mean, they did say that Lance Archer actually played quarterback in college. You know? I think I remember. Yeah, I think, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to go to, before we get to the backfield, we're going to go to the people that the, get that the quarterback throws the ball to. The two wide receivers. Uh, after the phone call, Brian, you can lead off. All right. Um, for wide receiver one, I mean, as much as I enjoy our Sammy pick, and I think he would be a good receiver, another guy I want to throw out there as an option is Scorpio Sky. Nice. So he's a guy that I think like has the speed, has the agility, can move with anybody. Um, for wide receiver two, I don't know if you want that now. Um, I want to stick with Dante Martin, man. You you give me an athletic freak who can jump out the gym, like he he's open somewhere. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now. I'm pretty sure Dante has one of those two receiver spots locked up. They, how can you go against Dante, bro? The dude can basically fly. But um, I went with uh, Ricky Starks at one of my wide receiver positions and I went with Dante at the second one. Yeah. I went with Dante at one and then I went with uh hangman at the other. Hmm. I, uh, I went different with that one because uh, I actually see Dante somewhere different. And uh, I, I think you might like it mayor. I don't, I don't know, but uh, my two receivers, I went with swerve and Sammy Guevara. Ooh. So everybody, everybody was indifferent except for on Dante Martin. So Dante is at wide out one. I will go that way because we all kind of agree he has to be out there on that field. You know, top flight, top flight security. But um, I because now, now, now of the world, Craig. (laughs) But anyway. I want y'all to hear mine, and then we got to decipher because we couldn't come to a consensus on the second one. But because I was thinking, first I was thinking black man. I ain't gonna lie about that. But I was thinking <laughs> somebody who could who can get up, and was a high flyer. You don't see him on TV much anymore. I immediately thought of Mark Quinn. Oof. Yeah. Defense, but I mean, he would definitely be pretty good at that uh, second receiver spot. So, but it's on y'all. You said we have Scorpio Sky out there, which I personally have him on the other side, but it's not my pick. So, Scorpio Sky, who else did we say? 
The hangman. Uh, oh, you said hangman. Hangman. I had, hangman. I had Ricky. Ricky Stock. I had Swerve. Swerve. So I got Swerve on the other side of the ball. I think I know why. <laughs> um, what the hell is all that wrestling? There we go. What? Okay. So I, it's up to y'all. This this one is tough. This one is a mixed bag. Uh, I, I, I mean, personally, I will say, I'm sorry. Hangman does not give wide receiver vibes. Hangman's he the does. heart and soul. <laughs> He's the team motivational speeches. I mean, the Swerve pick, I do like a lot. because like I do, said, too. I like him on the other side. Yeah. So, but as a number two receiver, I mean, if he, if he got quick, then again, yeah, he actually would fit good as a number two. So, quick cuts, quick movements, probably lose the hell out of his uh, corner or whatever. So, I, I, I'll give my vote to Swerve. Yeah, I'm cool with giving it to Swerve because you can fill in a lot of people at that. And you know that, you know that touchdown celebration is going to be crazy. Oh, yeah. It <laughs> worked. Wherever it so, is. All right, cool. So before we get to the backfield one more time, I'm going to throw y'all my kickers and punters first this time. Oh, I didn't and y'all, y'all going to tell me how – you're going to understand why this makes sense. Both mm-hmm. at kickers and punter, Nick and Matt Jackson, the Young Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Super kick party. Let's get it. I guess. <laughs> so that's my, I don't know what y'all got, but that's just, that seemed obvious to me when I was writing this down today. But what do y'all have? I didn't pick them. So I, I didn't pick them either, but it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. I'm, I got my vote on that one too. Yeah. I, I didn't go that deep. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Right, I, so we I got, had, um, mine were dumb. So I'd rather just go with, uh, Nick and Matt because I went with Angelico. At one, uh, and I to be honest with you, I can't even read the fucking second one that I wrote here. I don't even know what I wrote here. <laughs> well, we can't fix no Serpentico on this team because we want to. We want this team to win, so no Serpentico oh, is making this. Team. Ray Phoenix. I'm sorry, I had Ray Phoenix as my uh, my punter. The road oh. to 100 is still going on, by the way. He's at 94. Interesting, interesting, but interesting at Ray Phoenix though, because I I will say I personally when I made mine I have him somewhere else. But running back and fullback, who do mm. y'all have? All right, well, uh, for me I had at running back uh, powerhouse Hobbs at running back, and at fullback this is where I was talking about Joe. I had Samoa Joe at fullback because I felt like. He gets blown up quick, so you don't want to have, be using him too much. So he'll be out there basically getting his reps in the backfield as a fullback. Um, and I like my fucking running backs. Nice and meaty. Pause. Big so, meaty men crashing into meat. So for running back, I thought about this one, and I know he flexes a lot. He's small, but he's thick in the right way. I want a little man silver from the Dark Order. The meat man. Yep, I thought he'd be good at the running back and then fullback. This one I could take as an L because I'm trying to like think if the body type fits it. But I don't know. I randomly, for some reason, just Jay Lethal was the one who kind of came to mind with me for fullback for some reason. I like that because I actually struggled to put Jay Lethal on this team. 
You cannot not have him on this team. That's what I. I thought. was trying hard. I was trying to find a slot for him, light skin, but I couldn't find one. Lethal Who do you have? So, I had Scorpio Sky as my running back. You know, I fit. I feel like he fits the build for a running back. Um, and I believe we uh, went with Max Caster as tight end, right? Mm-hmm. So. Let's just scrap that. And I actually like the Jay Lethal as a fullback. You know. What you got, B? All right. Um, for running back, I, I kind of kept it to what we did yesterday. I think Pac is a phenomenal fit. He's powerful. He's quick. Uh, he can take a hit. He can juke. He, he can move. For fullback, I actually went with Anthony Bowens, uh, a guy who's stocky. He has a stocky build who would run up, get right up in their face, and God forbid you ever need an extra little trick play, full uh, fullback handoff, boom. He'll power it in himself. I actually like that a lot too. But I think the the, the majority said Jay Lethal. Mm-hmm. Fullback. While you while you and Lou differed. So and again, I had my struggle in trying to get him in there. So I like, yeah, Jay Lethal at fullback. I do like the Pac pick, but I don't think anybody else uh, picked Pac. Come on, Silver. Actually, I, I'm not going to lie. Silver was my original pick yesterday. I, I thought Johnny Hungy would be a phenomenal pick. Johnny That's Silver got it. Johnny Silver does have like that Peyton Hillis type, you know, mentality. Exactly. Yeah, I'll take them both, baby. Woo! <laughs> Lou, you opposed to that? No, I'm cool with that. All right, cool. I'm cool yeah. All right, so Johnny me, Johnny Hung Johnny Hungy it is because I actually typed it out earlier, mm-hmm. but then I backtracked on it because I really did like the pock pick at running back. But my fullback, because this was somebody I had to figure out to get on the team. I put the native beast at fullback. Mm-hmm. And no disrespect to the community. Y'all know I love me some Nyla Rose. But she looks like she looks like she can run through a fucking wall like she does to the women's division when you do get to see her on TV to a point. Like when she did as the as the lead as the first champion, women's champion. Well, she was the second, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. She was the second. Rio was the first. Yes. Yes. You saw her out there dancing as a shark. She she ain't scared of shit. She ain't scared of shit. Exactly. So, but yeah, I like this. So, and that quarterback. Oof. Let me uh, let me take the ball on this one. I'm gonna try. I like it. I like the UWO pick. Well, no, no, no. I liked y'all first pick, not the what that y'all landed on MJF. I know. I like the first pick. So, so this is one I've been working on, like this roster. I've been working on it since the WWE episode, and at the time, this man was a seven-time world champ. Tom Brady's a seven-time world champ. Then you got a guy who's been in the league forever, Tom Brady, and somehow gets better in certain ways. And this guy's been in the wrestling business forever and sometimes in certain ways has gotten better and retransformed himself and is a leader everywhere he goes. And he's aggressive. He makes it known. He's not scared to back down. How do you not have Chris Jericho as your quarterback? I don't care. How do you not? (laughs) <laughs> okay, Brian. Brian, he oh. he sold that like a true ESPN analyst. 
Because I mean, it was like, oh, quarterbacks are on. We could talk now. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Well, well, Dan, wait, wait, wait one second. Wait one second. Because Nick, it sounded really good now, right? It sounded really good. It sounded really good. But let me explain something to you. Let me explain something to you, Nicholas, all right? When you want to talk about the heart and soul of a team, all right? I, give me a guy like my good buddy Tim Tebow, a guy who will put it all out on the field. So give me John Moxley. Give me John Moxley. Nah, nah, I love me some Mox, but I got him somewhere else. That's blessed. Well, <laughs> if y'all want to sit here and talk about championships, as I've stated on this podcast before, there is a man on this roster who has a grand total of 34 championships in 17 different promotions who I've talked about endlessly on this show. And when Dan said he had trouble finding a spot for him on this roster, I was taken aback because when I thought quarterback, I immediately thought I want Jay Lethal as my quarterback. This motherfucker is a winner everywhere he goes. He's got everything you want in a pro and that's my quarterback right there. Sure? I don't say nothing else. That's my guy. I I'm not mad at that. I light skin, go ahead. So this is where I said that I saw somebody in a different position. And you know how we went ahead and we went with like the traditional quarterback with Cody Rhodes with our WWE picks. I did I made a TikTok earlier um this week about is the era of the mobile quarterback dying. And uh, one of the, my followers actually stitched it and, you know, basically said the traditional pocket passing quarterback is starting to fizzle out. You're going to see more mobile quarterbacks in the NFL. Mm -hmm. So my pick was Dante Martin because of his agility, his athleticism, Mm -hmm. you know, however, I'm not mad at the Jay Lethal pick because Jay well, yeah. Lethal, he has athleticism. He's very agile. And, like I said, he's got so many championships and amongst so many different promotions. And the man, the brother is highly intelligent. What do you need out of a quarterback but intelligence? Somebody who knows exactly where to put the ball, exactly to just read a defense right off the bat pre-snap. <laughs> You know. See, this is why I know you guys have sorry ass teams for football teams. I do not think Jericho who aligns with Tom Brady. <laughs> you don't know. Yo, they, they don't know. They, 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 me and Brian want to money on iPads. Uh, <laughs> he wipes I'm his saying, ass with those tablets. One, <laughs> but yeah, but but one one's wife is a model, while the other one was January sixth. But yeah, I picked Kenny Omega at mine. I put I put Kenny Omega in mine, but he said I'm dying on the hill of Jericho. <laughs> You're dying in the walls of Jericho mm-hmm. this time. Yep. See, it works Jer- even better. <laughs> the January sixth walls of Jericho, but I hey, no, we're not bringing politics into this. <laughs> Fuck out of here with that. I mean, honestly, I think everybody has a strong no, case for really their quarterback. Everyone does have a good pick. Everyone does have a good pick. <laughs> Well, so far though, it's it's two to one to one for Jay Lethal. So we would have to move Jay Lethal from fullback though. Then you yeah, true. Oh, you did we not have him at fullback already? Yeah. Oh, he's at fullback. 
Yes. Yeah. Oh shit. Well, here's what well, there, here. There, goes, right, there so, goes my pick right there. No. So here's what <laughs> I'll do. As the moderator, even though y'all didn't go against my picks, and Nick's pick of uh, Hangman didn't make it. I actually would prefer Hangman at fullback, and then we'll swap Jay Lethal as the starting quarterback. Not objection. So, <laughs> nope, nope. You know what? You know what? I'm going to cater to my generation. I usually cave in. You know what? It's my way, and it's what the fuck I want. Jericho's the quarterback. Well, <laughs> you're the only you're the only person who picked Jericho, and motherfucker, this ain't Burger King. You bringing politics into this? No, no. I said Burger King. Oh, Burger no, no, King no, is no, called. No. Bring it, Burger King. Burger King is having your way, and unfortunately, you're gonna have to take this Judas effect. Nope. And... Don't even make a Jericho reference now. <laughs> nope. And Good I'm sorry, Nick. Can... Good thing Jay Lethal can see over the offensive line. And sorry, Nick. He's sorry. off the list. We could, <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. <laughs> no, you know what? See, and you know what? I'm not even that. Like Mox would have been No, Nick, been. but yo, but Nick, I'm sorry. Nah, hey, Brian, they, Brian, no, they no, don't no. understand. They're not from New England. They don't understand. Yeah. Oh, mobile quarterbacks. They run. They can throw the ball, but they can't win Super Bowls. Well, look, uh, uh, Jericho's anyway. used to holding that clipboard. He could be at one of the offensive coordinators. He could sit there and hold that. I'm okay with. Call. Yeah, I'm, that just, I'm okay with. I'm totally okay with that. Yep. Okay with it. Uh, that was actually, y'all might like my coaches too. But anyway, we're off to the defense. So offense to quickly wrap it up. QBJ lethal, Johnny Hungy at running back, Hangman at fullback, Marcy right tackle, JD Drake right guard, Samoa Joe at center, Keith Keith Lee left guard, Lance Archer left tackle, Max Caston tight end, Dante Martin wide out one, Swerve. Wide out number two in the super kick party. The Young Bucks will be holding down the kicking duties in special teams. Now we are up to the defense. This is fun. We'll go free safety, strong safety, first and foremost out the gate. Now, I want to set, I don't know what y'all list is looking like, but I'm going to give you my de facto. If I was building this team, because you want chemistry in that backfield of people who know where they are and know what they're doing. I'm taking the Lucha brothers, Ray at free and Penta El Cerro Miedo or Penta dark or whatever mask you put on that man is the hitter of the two. That's actually who I have on mine. Me too. <laughs> Yeah. Well, damn. Yeah, I stole. I stole their FTR pick when I saw FTR in there at fucking free and strong safety. I was like, "That's fire!" I I, I want that on my team. I I was gonna say I agree. I'm sticking with our FTR pick. I think there's better communication. I think when it comes to, I mean, don't get me wrong, they are brothers. So when it comes to the Lucha Bros, but a little <laughs> bit more size, a little more hit power. Uh, two guys like you said, Dan, they got to be in sync with each other at all times. And FTR was just—it was just a perfect pick for me. Right. Look, and they look like goddamn football players. Let's keep it real; they look like some 1980s La La Zeto looking motherfuckers. 
actually had <laughs> with, without the steroids, and I have them somewhere else too. I think, I think y'all seen my list actually, so we might have matched, but uh, because I'm the tiebreaker, it's Ray and Penta because yeah. it was literally split 2 2. All right, so cornerback one and cornerback two. We already did smart, um, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I, I actually I went with for cornerback one and two. I actually went with Butcher and the Blade. Ooh, another duo. That's not bad. I had private party. Ooh, another duo. Ooh. Well, I had the Hardy Boys. I'm just kidding. They wouldn't nice. make it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I I actually had uh Buddy Murphy and Lee Moriarty. Oh shit! We all different. Because this, because this is where I put Sammy Guevara and Scorpio Sky. I just thought Scorpio Sky has the look personally of a DB or even a strong safety or free safety, but he he has the build of a person who looks like a he plays in the secondary. But Sammy Guevara. I didn't see him at wide receiver, but I see him being that pest that he is in the ring at cornerback. Like I see him being the the Richard Sherman or the Josh Norman that he'll get the best out of you the one day, but then you could turn around and kick his ass the next day. Used to happen a lot to Josh. Uh, I don't see him as like the Cortland Finnegan to Andre Johnson. I'm sure y'all remember that brawl. <laughs> it's like, I don't. Hell yeah. <laughs> I <just> love Andre <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> Andre Johnson, baby. There's a one dude from the Texans I actually cheered for. Shouts out to the U. But we're all different here, though. Where everybody's I different. Like Brian's I mean, I, I, I would like to keep Buddy, but I would trade off Lee Moriarty for your Sammy Guevara. <laughs> well, we're doing real negotiations. Now. <laughs> I was just saying. And I, a seventh like, round draft pick. Like I can, I can, I can give, I can give Lee Moriarty way for definitely for a Sammy Guevara. I'm with that. I'm with that. I like that. Okay, so Lee Moriarty and Sammy Guevara. No. Uh, Sammy Guevara and Buddy Murphy. Buddy, Buddy Matthews. Oh, oh Sammy Buddy and Buddy. I'm sorry. Okay. Makes sense. All right, I've got that down. Cool. So now linebackers. We're doing three, right? Right, right, middle, left. This is where. This is where I have TR. You want me to lead it off here? Yeah, go ahead, because I I I share the sentiments as Nick. This is where I have FTR. Outside backers, I have FTR, Cash and Dads. For my inside, and I mean, we've talked about this guy earlier, and I even wrote down next to his name. Dick Butkus, because he has the same mentality. He's one of those guys who will just put his body on the line no matter what, stick his nose up in there and just stop anything that comes his way. I got John Moxley. That is the leader of the defense. I like that. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I coincide with you there on uh, FTR, except I had Wardlow in my middle. I feel kind of the same mindset, could kind of control. Control everything okay. over there. Um, I went a little different. I have uh, left outside. I have Tony Nice. Uh, right outside, I have Brian Cage. Mm-hmm. And at middle, I decided to throw Mark Henry in there at middle linebacker. 
Who is that at middle linebacker? Mark Henry. Mark Henry. Okay. Just make sure you he doesn't in the training camp with his salmon color suit jacket. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason why I could disqualify Mark Henry is because he hasn't been in rate. He's on the active roster. That's why I put him on there. I thought he said on Busted Open he had, like, nerve damage or some shit. Yeah, I don't think he's actually working. He's going to be wrestling anymore. So, I went to their page. He's on the active roster, so I threw him in there. Mm-hmm. Right, I respect that pick. Brian, before I reveal mine. All right. Uh, for left outside, I had Parker Boudreaux. Uh, for the middle linebacker, I actually had the captain, Sean Dean. Somebody who's good at organizing stuff, and he would see everything. Oh, yeah. um, for right outside linebacker, I actually had Brian Cage. Nice. I'm iffy on that one. Like I said, I'm light skin. You might you mirror mine almost to a T. Uh, uh, but I put Mox at one of the outside linebacker spots because I was thinking edge rushing blitzer. And then Dax, Dax is in the middle because Dax, you know. I mean, I, I just like Mox because he's the type of – he's basically – when you look at middle linebacker types, they are the ones who are basically responsible for stopping the run. And that I feel like Mox has got that mentality. You know, Dax and um, Cash, I mean, I feel like their speed as well because, you know, like I said, yeah, they're – Thicker boys, pause, but you know, still they're very quick on the outside. Pause. Yeah, but I, I I like Dax in the middle because he just seems like the smarter of the two tag team partners. But um the real Nick question was, is Lou, you just saw Brian Cage in person about a week ago. Can he is he a linebacker? <laughs> that's a that's a big son of a bitch. Okay, uh, so big somewhere else too, to be honest. Yeah. So where are we rocking with this one? Well, I think we got the FTR on there, whether it's in one of the spots. I feel we kind of said and that. Yeah, I think both of y'all agreed with it. Yeah. So yeah, personally, yeah, I, I like cool, the comment. Cool I like the three cool guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm cool with Mox being in the middle. Yeah, I'm fine with the three that y'all picked. That works for me. FTR and Mox. I mean, some good that works for me, man. So I'm more agile too. Yeah, I like it. All right. So let me just uh I'm just trying to mark everything down so I know what we picked. And yeah, now we're off to the defensive line. Two, four. Two, yeah, I was gonna say just to make sure we're doing a four-man line, right? Yes, because we're playing a four-three on this team, the AEW football team that's gonna leave it out all out on the field. Now, would y'all like me to reveal what I was thinking at first, or would you what y'all want to do? Speak your mind. Okay. So right end is where I put Wardlow. Okay. He tackles Keith Lee and Hobbs, but now Keith Lee is disqualified in this picking because y'all put him at one of the guard slots. So here is where I would pick that hairy motherfucking Nick Camarado. <laughs> he just seems like he has more of it for football than a Brian Cage does. I like Brian Cage a lot, but Brian Cage reminds me of my boy Anthony Mendoza, who 
when we tried to play football together, the man avoided hits, but was a bodybuilder. Because he said, this is body is, this is for show. This ain't for no go. This body is for show only. Yeah. And Brian, Brian Cage has a show body. You know, he can wrestle. I'm sure he played football, but for me in this team, with Claudio Casanoli as my left end, him and Wardlow, I think, could wreak, could wreak havoc, depending on who. So those Damn are my it. picks. What do y'all like? What do y'all What do y'all have? I'll, I'll jump in because I literally have the same exact line, except for the right end. Instead of Wardlow, I had the Butcher. Yeah. Not mad at that. I had. Yeah, I had. Um, at left end, I had Claudio. Um, I had Anthony Agogo and Wardlow at defensive tackles. And then at the right end, I had Mox. So that's already fucked up as it is. So, so I had Luchasaurus. I had Hobbs on my line, but we already used Hobbs, right? Or no? No, we haven't. Hobbs, Joe, and Lee. So One big meaty men on my line. So I decided to put Hobbs as my left end. Wardlow as a D tackle, more of a three technique. And um, when we were uh, coaching our D line, we used to have a drill called hand games where you would constantly fight to get offensive linemen's hands off of uh, off of your body. And I feel like Wardlow's hands, I mean, you made the uh, reference to it earlier. You said Wardlow's got hands of stone. That would be perfect right there. Um, Brian Cage as a one technique because – that's a big, meaty man, and Claudio at the right end. Yeah, I'm not mad at those. I'm not mad at that at all. But okay, so what it sounds like, and uh, Nick, you're the last one. But what it sounds like is Wardlow is here, Claudio is definitely here. Mm-hmm. So oh yeah, I said that. Oh, you did. So who didn't say this? We all did. Or everybody said him. We all did. Yeah. Okay, so Claudio and Wardlow are definitely there. It's about the tackles now. Hobbs, I think we all agreed on Hobbs, yes or no? Yeah, that works. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we need one more tackle. Yeah, I want to throw Brian in there. I'm good with Brian in there. Brian Cage. Yes, all right, sir. cool. So that actually wrapped up our defense. Once again, free safety, strong safety, the Lucha Brothers, CB1 and CB2, Sammy Guevara, Buddy Matthews, linebackers from right to left, uh, Dax, Mox, Cash. Uh, I'm sorry, I just quick. All right. Defensive line, Wardlow, Brian Cage, Hobbs, Claudio. And that's that. Now, to laugh, for my coaches, I put down Aaron Anderson. This is, where I put, this is where I put Regal at offensive coordinator because the man, even though it could kind of go either way with this one, and Taz is the defensive coordinator. So mine's very similar. I have Arn Anderson as my coach, Regal as the OC, but my uh, defensive coordinator, I had Dean Malenko. 
Man of a thousand holds. I ain't mad at that. I mean, I just had a head coach, so I'll run with whatever y'all go with. Uh, the only thing is, if we do have a fitness trainer, it has to be Brandon Cutler. The man's always got culture. <laughs> I like that. And Hook has to be the backup quarterback because he's so casual. <laughs> it's the way his hair flows through the helmet, pause. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I had Arn as the head coach, Chris Jericho as the offensive wow. coordinator because of his intelligence, and Taz is the defensive coordinator. Oh, nice! Cool. And he 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 know he knows how to play. He knows how to run the field on the capital grounds. So, mm -hmm. so. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I'll bump Regal and I'll give Nick Jericho at offensive coordinator. I, I'm I, I'm not mad at that. Taz definitely has that little pit bull defensive line coach mentality. But uh, no, you I haven't. Run 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 run. Run. You bring him to the ground. He's gonna be grabbing <laughs> you by the face mask. Listen, yeah. grab right. him by the yam bags. <laughs> <laughs> he goes. He goes. Post game is no. Before the games, he's in the. Uh, he's in the uh, the middle of the field with the captains. Shakes everybody's hand. Goes to the last person and goes. Survive if. I <laughs> and then and then you got Dan Housen and Tony Khan mixing Gatorade in the background. <laughs> yeah, boy. I didn't write I personally didn't write a water boy. I did say offensive line coach Paul White, defensive Martin line Lines. coach Mark Henry, and special teams coach because the man is getting old and very special. Good old double J. I mean, good old JR. You know what's kind of funny about doing these? We had a very obvious one in WWE with McAfee, and now we have a very obvious one with this one, the owner, Shad Khan. Tony he provides Khan. a stadium. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Shad. Yeah, Shad. Oh, yeah. Because we're realistically Shad on this AEW, right? Of course. Am I the only one who, who believes that? That's actually yeah, his he, thing? He does. Okay. So on Wikipedia. Tony just runs it. Just like how it says that uh, Sami Zayn is uh, his real name is Sami Zayn and he's a he's a oos now. That's that was Wikipedia a great story. Okay. That was the truth. Have you seen the oh. pictures of when they were all little kids? Yeah, yeah he pissed right there. Sami's always right there. <laughs> I was saying the that the other day. If it's not Cody for some reason, I think it'd be great if you had Sami be the one. And. Uh, yeah. You know what's crazy about that, Nick? And I, I, I could tell in our voices we're winding down because we're we're done. I know I'm done, but I was kind of saying that too recently to myself. Mm -hmm. I didn't express that to y'all in the group chat, but I really have that feeling that Sammy is going to swindle his way into one of those. And I think, I think he's long. I think he's long overdue. Yes. 100% agree. I said Sammy should have been a guy who won the Royal Rumble last year when they did the whole conspiracy video. He was one of the hottest people during the pandemic. He was a guy that was always over. He got a crowd reaction, and you could have built something off of him, but hey, they had bigger plans for him. Now he's part of the family, so I ain't even mad at that. Did you see the video Xavier Woods made? Mm, nah. So do you know how D'Lo Brown's uh, song would start? It would start with the 
You're messing yeah. with the real deal now. Yeah. yeah. When Sammy and uh, Solo beat up Ricochet and Madcap, uh, I'll quote it when I get there. But uh, he made a video, and you have, and then you hear Sammy, "You're messing with the bloodline now." Okay, that's good. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> I'll find that right now and say this to you. I was dying, dying. I just man. gotta. I just gotta say one thing. Like- <clears throat> I just gotta say one thing, and I know that. Ad nauseum, people have been talking about it all fucking week long. But bro, as a as a as a jaded wrestling fan that I am, that fucking bloodline segment where they gave Sammy the shirt, that was dude, everything about that segment was fucking tremendous. Everything. And I was trying to explain it to somebody who's new to new to like watching it. It's like everything about it. The way Jimmy was back there like a fucking pit bull, like drooling on himself, just waiting to kick Sammy out. The way that Roman little bros Jimmy all the time, because he knows that Jimmy is the one that gave him the biggest fucking problem at the beginning of this whole bloodline shit. And he has to keep constantly keep him in check because he knows that Jimmy's the biggest threat. The way Jay is just the subservient, like he came out and you thought he was going to be the one to break up the bloodline and they got his ass right in line. Everything about it, Sammy's face, like it was just People talk about there's no storylines and they're sick of the bloodline and blah, 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 blah. But, dude, yeah, I got a little bit of Roman fatigue. But, bro, that segment was that was one of the best segments I've seen in years and in, in, on WWE TV, dude. Like, I can't explain how much I enjoyed that shit. It was fucking tremendous, bro. And Especially I like that. that handshake. Handshake. Especially that handshake, too, that they had. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I said it in somebody's live. I was like, Sami Zayn is the Kirk Cousins of WWE, but he's the more entertaining dork. Sammy <laughs> <laughs> you like that. Sammy's just one of them that doesn't miss. Hey, I say this all the time about Sami Zayn as an old school ROH guy. I cannot believe this guy only said the word C and Ole for fucking years. For him to be on the microphone and be as golden as he is, I'm just like... Like, why were you hiding this the whole time? Like, you hid behind a mask your entire career. Dude, you're fucking gold. But, uh, yeah, the Sammy thing. I said it, too, on the show yesterday. That was the best swerve I've seen since Mark Henry in the salmon suit. Yeah. Like, I was that, and no word of a lie, that invested in that storyline. Like, the way they played it off on Friday, phenomenal. Phenomenal job. Yeah, good shit. But I got to say, good shit with y'all tonight. This is a good one, man. I can tell we were all tired during the whole recording. Um, there's a bunch of mistakes I got to fix because the connection issues was not of my control, and I apologize for that. So we're going this episode is going to get chopped up some nicely to 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 come out as scheduled. But we got to wrap this up. So light skin once again. Thanks for coming back, good brother. The always door is always open. Yeah. Anytime you feel in the mood, just hit us, one of us up. We're all following each other now on the TikToks. Let people know where they can find you. Uh, you can definitely find me at Light Skin Gaijin, all one word, on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Um, that's basically it. You know, I'm everything pro wrestling, everything um, football, sports, you know, whether it's Strong style, WWE, AEW, Joshi, you know, like I said, I've been trying to follow along, 
with the five-star uh, Grand Prix, the finals this Saturday. I'm still sticking with my original picks, Tam versus Julia with Julia winning. So, I mean, yeah, hit me up on uh, all these socials at LightSkinGaija. Word. And Brian, like you say, you have somebody that I, I realized in y'all uh, chat box that you said does the louds work in watching Impact. This mm-hmm. man does the same thing if you believe in the loud with Stardom Wrestling. I, I, <laughs> I really wish I could watch Stardom. I ha- I follow their YouTube channel. I just I, I just wish there was English subtitles or something. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, Stardom World does offer it, so. True, true. But they don't post it out to like maybe three, four, sometimes a week later. So, okay. I actually did a a nice little dive on stardom a couple months ago and learning about like the titles and what each color represents and stuff like that. Um, But yeah, really quick uh, Brian from the UWO podcast, one third. Shout out to my boys, Kyle and Eddie. Uh, We are now on YouTube. Uh, If you guys care to give us a follow, youtube.com slash UWO podcast. Uh, our old Facebook page, UWO Podcast on Facebook. You can catch all of our prior episodes there. And we're available on most audio streaming platforms, Spotify, Breaker, Stitcher. You can catch us there. Ooh. You already know your boy Lou from the BX Pair Millman X, XXXXL Tentacion. You can find me on Instagram, The Everything Podcast. From there, you can hit the. Uh, drum io link and from there you can get every single link that you need to get to my content twitch page the podcast on every platform anything you need to get you can find it there um guys watch out for impact bro bobby bobby fish is an impact baby they're gonna be number one in the ratings let's go Bobby Fish is gonna save Impact Wrestling, guys. Come on, let's go. Come on, and that hey, Nick, up the energy. As I sent y'all a video earlier today, I think <laughs> it was of Bobby Fish stealing all the pizza at a small event. Yeah, we'll wait. We'll wait and see on that one. But <laughs> you know what to do, Nick. Yeah, and then follow me. I follow the name. Oh wait, people. yeah. I was like, you gotta I go. Forgot. Yeah, that's how sleepy I am, y'all. Y'all don't understand how much I've been working, man. But nonetheless, if y'all are just as lazy and as tired as I'm feeling right now as you're listening to this show, it's simple. Just Google us, bitches. The Starting Five podcast everywhere. And when you look for us, make sure you are looking at the black and white logo. We are the real starting five. Everybody else hasn't been as consistent as us. They're the fakes, but no hate. Because it's all love in the podcasting world. But now, Nick, I apologize to you. You know what to do. Yep. Hey, most importantly, follow my name. Had a great time as always with y'all. But most importantly, follow us on our social medias. On Twitter, at Wrestling B Trash. And on Instagram, at Wrestling Is trash as always thank you everyone for listening hope you have a great day afternoon night month year everything peace